Are there many books? Uh, I know there's definitely one which will contain Walsall, but are there many books written by or about Walsall Football Club? No, uh, there's a, a, a new one um, that came out relatively recently, much of my life, um, and it is um, interviews with Walsall players, um, including people like Darren Byfield, I think, talking about the you know that goal at the Millennium Stadium, which, um, to my shame, I, I haven't got a copy of yet, but um, I, I must get hold of that. Um, but that's quite rare in um, uh, being... Uh, a book written about Walsall. There's a good um, sort of statistical overview, which I still dip into um, every now and again, written by a local um, statistician, I think called Tony Matthews, um, which is still my sort of Bible of um, uh, of, of Walsall statistics. But um, it, uh, it was published in 2000, so it sort of ends... Um, with with a twenty year gap, so but I guess the internet can fill that in. But in terms of going back to the the eighteen eighties and even earlier, when there were two clubs in Warsaw, um, which then merged to become the Warsaw we know today, oh. um, all of that kind of historical stuff um, I, I find there, which uh, which I enjoy dipping into every now and again. Uh, reader, you will not be surprised that it's a pitch book Warsaw match of my life. Sixteen Warsaw legends stretching from Alan Clark's memories of FA Cup glory to Adam Chambers' account of how Walsall finally reached Wembley after almost a century of trying. You've also got David Kelly, Craig Shakespeare, Peter Hart, Chris Marsh, Adi Vivash. This uh, Wembley uh, visit, this would have been the Football League trophy. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, 2014-15, our first ever trip to Wembley um, we were one of a, only around three or four sides in the Football League at the time um, who'd never played a game at, uh, at Wembley um, I think Hartlepool are one of the yep, other notable that's right. ones that is definitely um, right yes I wrote quite a few pieces at the time about the sort of emotions of finally um, finally ticking that off it's one of those things that was nice to do but the game itself completely <laughs> forgetful uh, forgettable um, a non-event um, essentially unless you supported Bristol City. Not one of our glorious days out, unfortunately, but nice to tick it off the list, finally. And again, we are not going to mention who managed Walsall on that day, but the antipathy for the current Aston Villa manager, it's the same man, is probably down to the fact that he left to go to... Did he go to Brentford straight after that? Uh, No, he went to Brentford um, uh, halfway through the following season um, when we were sort of second or third in the league and, and looking um, very likely to get another unlikely promotion to the uh, championship. Um, you know, I mean, I, I certainly don't, um, I don't despise Dean Smith, um, but, um, and, and there are, you know, plenty of Warsaw fans who are happy to let bygones be bygones, um, but there are also quite a lot of fans who still um, resent the fact that he walked out half halfway through that season, you know, with the job unfinished and, um you know, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that if he'd stayed, we uh, we probably would have gone up, and um, things you know might look uh, pretty different at the moment. So, um, so yeah, there's there's still some uh, still some antipathy towards him for uh, for jumping ship. Um, well, I when we were in such a promising position. I wish those fans well. Now it is time uh, to talk about Paul Merson because I uh, his memoir, How Not to Be a Footballer. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I didn't consult it annoyingly, but I think it mentions his time as manager of Walsall. I've seen his son Sam play for St Albans City, where Paul would, if he wasn't working, 
with Jeff, he would uh, turn up in a flat cap. Do you have happy memories of that era, 2004 to 2006? I have happy memories of the first day of yeah. that era. Um, but beyond that, um, it was pretty disastrous. I mean, um, the first day was a, a 4-1 victory on the opening day of the season in glorious sunshine against um, our plucky neighbours, West Bromwich Albion. You know, I, I've still got the commemorative um, VHS uh, video cassette somewhere. And it is an astonishing performance um, where, you know, we, we uh, essentially ran riot. Uh, Merson on his debut scored two unbelievable goals. I'd recommend you track it down on YouTube and watch the highlights because all four of the goals are, are, are spectacular. Um, it was if we were trying to sort of uh, outdo each other for goal of the season contenders on the first day of the season. And then at the end of the uh, at the end of the video, they um, they flash up the, uh, the one game um, championship table, which we are of course top of um, <laughs> for um, seven glorious days. But yeah, no subsequent to that, one of the greatest debuts of all time, um, Merson at Walsall. Um, the whole story of how he came to Walsall is slightly um, strange. He, he was looking to move back to the Midlands um, because um, he uh, wanted to be close to his family. He just led Portsmouth to an unlikely uh, championship title um, and returned to the um, promotion to the Premier League, um, even you know at the age of 35, 36, I think he was. Um, and was looking to move back to the Midlands to be close to his family. West Brom didn't want him. Um, I think Tony Pullis might have been the, the manager at the time, but um, he wasn't wanted at Albion, um, and so uh, Walsh took him on. Portsmouth paid about 70% of his wages um, to, to make the move happen as a sort of thank you. Um, so uh, Portsmouth funded him for that season, but yeah, it, it quickly became apparent that... Um, uh, he wasn't the Messiah, and um, six months into his uh, first season at Walsall, he disappeared off to a rehab clinic in uh, Arizona um, mm. and missed about a month of the season. Um, still, there was no excuse uh, for when he did come back um, for our uh, chairman to uh, make him manager um, after sacking Colin Lee, um, and um, indeed it was Merson who took us down as manager um, the same season um, that he'd started off um, so brilliantly in that first game against West Brom. In fact, Erhan Ostuma has recreated one of those goals. I won't watch it just now. There are highlights available. Walsall 4, West Bromwich Albion 1, in League Division 1, the last season before it became the Championship. Uh, and then, whoop de doo 2007, winning League Two. Was there a parade? Um, there's always a parade, yeah. I think there was a bus um, through the town. Um, I'd moved away by then, so um, I actually watched us get uh, win the title that year in a pub in York um, and um, shed a few tears, I'm not, not, uh, not ashamed to admit, um, in the corner of, um, of a pub in York as the video printer... Uh, proclaimed us um, League Two champions. So, um, so yeah, that was the last silverware that we've won, and goes alongside. I think I think we've only got two Division Four titles um, in our history in terms of um, silverware beyond um, playoff trophies, obviously. So uh, exactly the yeah, same as Watford. I think there's one Division Three winners in 1979. That's the only non-playoff trophy. Although the playoff trophy, 
Uh, sorry, uh, there is a trophy in the Watford Museum. Uh, I stood next to it just the other week um, on loan from the club. Uh, so if you ever come down to Watford, uh, maybe for the Troy Deeney testimonial, whenever that will be, um, because uh, we're, we're really sorry. We haven't given you any sell-on fees. It's like Jamie Vardy and Fleetwood. Uh, Walsall, who sold Troy Deeney to Watford, Elton John put up some of the money. Um, but Troy was uh, Walsall's player of the year 2010 under the guidance of the great Tommy Mooney. Troy did quite well that season, obviously, which got him the move to Watford. Did you ever think Troy would become a Premier League player in the face of Watford Football Club? And if the answer is yes, I'm amazed. <laughs> no, the answer is, is no. Um, Walsall fans were, were pretty surprised when he ended up going to Watford. He had a good season, um, but there was um, nothing there that suggested he was, um, was going to go on to be um, the player that he's become. Um, and you know we're, we're still pretty proud of what he's uh, what he's made, made of himself. He's a you know he's a very interesting character. He, he, he's very honest. Um, he speaks openly. Um, it's just the fact that he's never moved on um, for big money that uh, that still rankles with uh, with Warsaw fans. <laughs> um, given that sell on, it's it's the sell on. Um, that keeps on not giving, unfortunately. Hey, if you write him a letter, I'm sure he will give you a little bit of his advance because the book Redemption, I've just decided to put this out around it, uh, is out at the end of September. I'm positive it will be serialised in national newspapers, but we know the story. Lazy Git from Chelmsley Wood didn't turn up to his Aston Villa trial, played for a pub side, played for Walsall, got his arse in gear, signed for Watford, hit someone in a club because um, his dad and grandpa were both ill, put his life on track, scored the goal, and for the last eight years has done nothing apart from get Watford promoted twice and falling out with various managers. Troy Deeney is the face of Watford, and it will be great to have Watford in the news as we speak, uh, because Troy will be doing a lot of interviews just reminding people that a bloke from working-class Chelmsley Wood can go on to, well, let's become a high-net-worth individual, but just through focusing on what matters in life, i.e. his kids, um, his job, and his status as a mixed-race chap in the public eye, uh, makes him very readable. So Redemption, the book, is out now. It makes the shelves of the football library. I'm positive, A, that there'll be a chapter on Walsall, and B, that some of the money will find its way either through a testimonial or something else a donation to Walsall. This current season, you've got to finish better than 19th. Uh, yes, that's the aim. Anything anything worse than that um, doesn't bear contemplating. But, um, you know, we've got a new, a new manager um, in Matty Taylor. We've appointed a director of football uh, in Jamie Fullerton. Um, we've made some good signings over the summer. So, um, yeah, I'm positive about this season. It might be a season too early to get... Um, into the top seven, but um, you know anything around mid-table where we can see some signs of progress um, will be enough for most Warsaw fans, I'm sure. I will be looking for your results uh, in the weekly classified check. It remains for me, Tom Lines, to congratulate you on this excellent When Saturday Comes article, which will be available online to subscribers as we speak. Do you reckon you've got any pieces in the next few months lined up? Are you going to be commissioned by Andy? Um, well, I... 
and one of the sort of revolving TV reviewers um, in the magazine as well. So um, I uh, contribute the um, the monthly TV review um, every now and again, and I'm doing. I can exclusively re- reveal that I'm doing next month's. So uh, my TV review will be in the next um, edition of, uh, of One Saturday Comes. So look out for that. Yeah, and if it's not still on shelves at the end of September, it will be online. Subscribe. There's. Do just do that if you're a football fan. Just subscribe to when Saturday comes, Burks. Um, the the Walsall eleven. You have so many choices. I'd love it if Erhuner's Tuma got in. Uh, there are also the likes of Tommy Mooney, Michael Ricketts, Matty Fryatt, Kenny Mower, George Laitow. Uh But we have to start in goal with club legend with two spells at the club. Um, Five hundred and thirty-four appearances is what I've got on the card. Do you think any Walsall goalkeeper henceforth will live in Jimmy Walker's shadow? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you're the record appearance uh, maker at your club, then um, you know you have every right to call yourself a legend. And um, you know, I have huge, um, hugely fond memories of, of Jimmy Walker's uh, two spells at the club. Um, he's he's a fascinating character. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, interviewed. I mean, he's got a very entertaining um, autobiography, uh, much beloved of um, West Ham fans because, yes. uh, of course, he saved that Frank Lampard penalty, which earned him uh, instant legend status. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, he will always be uh, a legend at Warsaw. Um, and he, he was an incredibly talented um, goalkeeper, despite being. Um, you know, a shade under six foot. Um, I think he might be around five foot eleven, something like that. But uh, five foot ten, even maybe. But um, yeah, despite not being one of those dominating goalkeepers, his sort of athleticism and uh, commitment was was phenomenal. And um, you know, we, we were lucky to hold on to him uh, for as long as we did. I'm not entirely sure how we managed that, but um, yeah, cl- club legend definitely. A good employee some would call him a servant uh is he still involved at the club he's not unfortunately um he's still um you know uh, comments on the club um on twitter and um you know comes to a lot of the sort of player reunions and things like that um but uh, no i mean he's gone on to be um quite a successful coach um at various clubs he, he's been at sunderland and peterborough i think i'm not sure where he is now but um um, but yeah, not not involved at the moment. But um, you know, I'm sure he would always be welcome back. Door is always always open. The back four in front of Walker in Cardiff against Reading in 2001. You don't need, need me to tell you were Brightwell, Aaron Alder, Barris, and Tilson. How many of them make your best eleven of all, all time ever? Uh, none, I'm afraid. Good. You're you're allowed. Uh, so who does? Who's in? <laughs> So my back four, um, going across the back four, right back I've got Chris Marsh, um, 394 appearances over 13 years, um, sort of in the um, late 90s to uh, 2000s, um, part of that great um, first uh, Ray Graydon side that got promoted in 98-99, um, um, possessor of a uh, completely ineffectual step over. Um, that became uh, something of a club legend. Um, uh, always cheers for the Chris Marsh step over, um, even though um, no um, uh, uh, no defending uh, fullback was ever fooled by it. Um, so he's my right back. Um, Centre backs, I've got my favourite Warsaw player of all time, Ian Roper. Um, absolute club legend. Um, 
13 years at the club, um, not the most gifted, um, but made the most of what he did have. Um, and I think, you know, the reason most Walsall fans um, took to Roper so much was that it was almost like a, a fan had um, ended up playing for the club and sort of just gave their absolute all. Um, and he was the sort of player you could kind of imagine um, yourself sort of, uh, you know, um, fitting that same sort of mould. Um, but, you know, surprisingly talented. Um, basically, uh, when we got our highest ever position in 0203 in the Championship, um, he was player of the season. So, you know, we had much more sort of obviously gifted players, but it was Roper's, you know, absolute commitment to the cause that um, um, that made him player of the season. So Ian Roper's my first centre-back. Second centre-back, um, Andy Butler. Um, 159 games over five years between 2010 and 2014. And, and just a really steady influence at the club. One of those all-action defenders that, um, you know, fans just absolutely love. You know, we, we were sad to see him go when he did eventually move on. Although he had such a bad time at Sheffield United that he ended up coming back on loan um, the season afterwards. And then at left-back, um, probably the most modern player in my lineup. I've got Rico Henry. People will know from uh, from Brentford. You know, always gets mentioned in uh, sort of uh, dispatches as one of the most um, talented players in the in the championship. And another who we were desperately hoping that we'll be able to get a uh, a sell-on clause for. So I hope Brentford have a fantastic season in the Premier League this year, and then um, go on to sell Rico Henry to uh, Man City for a huge amount Indeed. of money. And they need a left back because they don't have one. I am quietly supporting Brentford this season because if you're going to run a football club in the correct way, the chairman is a gambler. Rasmus Ankerson seems like the most forward-thinking football brain in working in Britain. Uh, and then the manager, Thomas Frank, seems to have uh, embraced uh, the club and West London and the team and obviously Brentford have got some top, top talent, um, albeit they have to keep selling them uh, to that team who used to be managed by that manager. I imagine Craig Shakespeare will get in the midfield at number four. So who surrounds him? It's not Craig Shakespeare. Okay. Craig Shakespeare's just on the bench, I'm afraid. Super sub. That's um, quite all right. Yeah, Shakespeare on the bench. So um, in my midfield diamond, at the base of it is Martin O'Connor. 150 appearances in three spells. Again, in the Butler mould, a sort of no-nonsense leader. He was obviously came before Butler um, and uh, went on you know, to have an excellent career with, um, uh, with Birmingham City, amongst others. Um, yeah, uh, just a, you know, an interesting character in that he, um, he, he's, he was a, a train driver at uh, Beskett Station um, opposite the ground. Um, and then um, went from non-league to Crystal Palace, but didn't really get much of a kick at Palace. Um, and then Walsall signed him, and you know he's uh, he's another of those sort of uh, club legends. Um, absolutely loved loved O'Connor in uh, in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, shall I do my um, left midfield and right midfield? It's your team. Uh, left midfield, uh, I've got. Interestingly, a player who played only played one season, but has sort of gone down um, in the uh, folklore of the club, um, and that is Jeff Perron, a mercurial French winger who um, was signed in the late nineties. We had um, a director of football called Paul Taylor, who had this sort of amazing network of contacts throughout Europe, and also signed players from 
about 30 different countries um, around the world in the, the mid to late 90s. Um, often, you know, they would play a few games and, and never be seen again. Um, but Perron played a full season in 97-98 and was absolutely um, astonishingly good. Um, we got to um, the FA Cup fourth round against Man United at Old Trafford. Um, and um, that was also the season where um, we signed Roger Bolly, um, who was Basil Bolly's brother, who bizarrely had been top scorer in Ligue 1 in France about three seasons previous. So, I mean, I know Ligue 1's moved on since since the late 90s, but effectively the equivalent of signing, you know, um, Kylian Mbappe or someone like that um, mm. for Warsaw in uh, Division 3. Um, how we managed to sign him, I have absolutely no idea, but Bolly uh, and Perron's one season will uh, will live long in the memory. So he's my, Perron is my left winger. So Perron was player of the season at Walsall. Yes, um, and, and that's with Bolly scoring, I think Bolly scored around 20 goals that season, most of them before Christmas, it had to be said. He sort of... Uh, went downhill after Christmas but scored a lot of goals up to Christmas um, and on the right I've got uh, Darren Rack um, another one of those um, classic Ray Graydon players he was one of uh, Graydon's first signings um, and had done came from sort of Grimsby um, and Derby County reserves um, he'd done nothing really in his career to suggest that he would become um, a club legend at Warsaw but he was such a skillful goal scoring um, midfielder. Uh, he was with us for 10 years, um, made over 330 appearances um, and as I say, you know, will always um, will always be a club legend um, purely on the basis of what he did in that 98-99 team and then for the decade afterwards. Um, can you guess who my number 10 is? You've is mentioned it... him quite a bit already. Um, 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 um. Is it Troy? Nope. So I'm going to play. I'm going to play this player behind the front two. Is it Erhard's tumor? It is not, but it could have been because um, wasn't tall that enough. Run of <laughs> his, his height never mattered. He was such a good yeah, player. Yeah. Um, and there, I mean, there is. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing this season because he wasn't. He was back at Charlton, wasn't yes. he? But um, I'm not sure whether he's got a club this season and. Um, yeah, Warsaw fans would, would love to see him back, but um, um, I suspect someone might pick him up in uh, in League One. Um, but it's not uh, on Ostumer, it's another number 10 we were blessed with, um, slightly earlier than Ostumer, which is Romain Sawyers. That was going to be my, it was on the tip of my tongue. I can tell you that Ostumer moved at the beginning of July to the Turkish Super League side, Fatih Karagümrük. So he's moved wow. uh, moved countries, maybe to be close to family. But yeah, Romain Sawyers played in the football trophy final and his name, I think he went to Brentford to be with Expletive Deleted. He did. He, he was spirited away by um, Dean Smith at the end of the... Along, uh, as well as Rico Henry, along with um, yeah. uh, Romain Sawyers at the end of the 15-16 season um, to Brentford. Um, so yes, but those two years we had... Um, with Romain, um, he was, you know, such an unbelievably gifted and, and skillful player. Um, just, you know, made the game look effortless. Um, I still have um, happy memories of a of a assist he did at Doncaster um, when it, he played a short corner and then 
Um, he sort of rolled the ball from foot to foot and put the defender um, on his bum um, and just sort of waltzed into the penalty area before casually passing it to a player who had an easy sort of side foot into the goal. It was just such a lovely bit of skill. Um, and Sawyers was all about that. You know, some some fans mistook it for being lazy, um, which is always interesting. But um, no, he wasn't lazy. He was just languid. Um, and uh, yeah. there's, there's a big difference. He's such a lovely footballer. And he will be playing championship football. Didn't get much football last year, but I think West Brom have had to sell a couple of players. So um, for Vellerin Ismail's vertical football, it looks like Romain Sawyers will be a star as West Brom. I'm afraid I think they'll go up. I think, I think they're too good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on under the new manager. Um, a lot of West Brom fans don't like him. It's quite interesting. He seems to divide opinion um, amongst the fan base. But um... I know Ned Kelly is up front. So you are spoiled for choice with the chap next to him. I'm not even going to guess. I would put Tommy Mooney there, purely selfishly. Uh, no, it's not going to be Tommy Mooney, I'm afraid. <laughs> Michael Ricketts is, played for it... England. No, it, it is a Tom, but it's not Tommy Mooney. Is it, it Tom Bradshaw? Is, it is Tom Bradshaw, yes. Yes, that was the yes. Tom I'd written down. Played in that FA Football League trophy final. Um, I, I don't know his career path, but where did he go afterwards? So, uh, horrifically, he went to Barnsley after they beat us in the playoff um, semi-final um, at the end of the 15-16 season. Um, if you put Romain Sawyers down on a team sheet you can't really um, not have Tom Bradshaw up front as well um, because you know their relationship they played well together in 14-15 you know had a bit of a dress rehearsal and then 15-16 we really should have um, gone up that season missed that by a point and then um, had run our race and um, you know were beaten by a far superior Barnsley side in the in the semi-finals but you know Tom scored 20 goals in each of his two seasons um, you know came across as a completely lovely chap um, and it always amuses me that Shrewsbury fans um, told us that he was absolutely useless um, and um, laughed at us signing him um, and then he scored um, 40 goals in two seasons for yeah. us so uh, so yeah Tom Bradshaw is indeed partnering um, David Kelly up front yes my I... uh, boy boyhood hero would that Bradshaw Sawyers and Kelly were starting for Walsall who are the 87th best team in England uh, going to this new season uh, I hope you enjoy Hartlepool and Harrogate uh, do you know what the fixture is uh, this weekend the beginning of October uh, because this will go out around the time that Troy Deeney's memoir Redemption is released there's a lot of stuff I imagine about Elton John and about Watford and about Anthony Joshua and about his family but there will be one or two pages about Walsall. Uh, as we speak, you are awaiting the first game of the season at Prenton Park. I think that'll be a great game. That's always a tremor, a super, super team. Um, and the game on the 2nd of October is the Matty Taylor derby. Exeter City ah. against Walsall. Where, where I hope that the best Matty Taylor will win. <laughs> uh, Tom Lines, the uh, journalist for When Saturday Comes... Go to the website, become a member, read all his stuff. Is there one piece you're proudest of, by the way? I forgot to ask. That's, that's a good question. I have to say, um, I've been wanting to write the piece that is in the current issue for a long time um, and um, was was really glad um, that there's been, you know, there have been some really great reaction to it on, uh, on Twitter. Um, lots of messages from friends who remember the game as well. 
Um, so, it, yeah, in, in the current issue, the piece on that uh, that game as a 16-year-old playing at, uh, at Fellows Park and, and what it meant to me um, is probably my, uh, my favourite piece um, that I've written for them. And if you uh, want to feel incredibly old, that Paul Merson game, as we speak, it's just about to mark its 18th anniversary. Wow. Again. Coming of, coming of age for that game. I shall put the, put the VHS cassette on this evening and, uh, and, and reminisce. Uh, yeah, because it'll be a damn sight better than anything Walsall did in the last two seasons under Daryl Clark. Uh, yeah, almost certainly. Although we did have a couple of nice wins over Port Vale, ironically. But um, yeah. yeah, let's You've hope for a couple more of those this season. I hope so too. Uh, I will get to that Black Country Museum. Uh, maybe I'll go up to Walsall uh, and pay a visit to the uh, Jimmy Walker Lounge. Just like the library! Just like the library! Just like the library!